Recent global events have shown that higher education institutions need to be able to make changes to critical business processes on the fly. They need to be able to conduct HR, payroll, and finance transactions 24-7 from any location. Mary Banks, CIO at Florida Gulf Coast University, shares how the school is modernizing its technology to make better decisions that impact costs, productivity, and student success. I'm your host, Josh Christ. Thanks for joining us today, Mary. Nice talking with you. To start off, could we talk a little bit about how FGCU, it seems like a really neat, forward-looking institution. And I'm just wondering, like, what do you as CIO especially appreciate about it? I appreciate the, the size of, of FGCU. We, we opened in 1997. We quickly grew to about 16,000 students. So it's an institution that has changed from day one, and it's constantly changing. So really what we're doing right now fits with our history. And talking about what you're doing right now and being built for, organiz- for institutional agility, I mean, historically, your business processes have been manual and paper-based. And, and what sort of challenges were you facing with these types of processes? We were very, very heavily paper-based. And I can give an example of that. And I use this throughout our project. Our leaf slips were three-part forms, you know, pink, yellow, and white copies. You filled in one. And new people were coming to the university. The people had been here for a while. That was normal. But new people coming to the university were kind of questioned, why were we doing this? So we needed to make it easier on our, our users to get an item as easy as asking for a day off. We needed to make that easier for them, not go find a piece of paper, go get a signature, search down my boss to get it approved. So it was that type and it was throughout our organization that we needed to improve our services. And was there an inflection point where you knew you just couldn't keep operating this way? Yeah, there were a couple of things that happened. A really good thing that happened is our controller went to a statewide meeting and saw her counterpart, um, the University of Florida Atlantic University controller, in the meetings, working, getting things done. And we didn't have a mobile environment for our current system. They were a Workday customer and they were able to work remotely and get things done. So she came back and I had already been talking to some folks about our systems and how we needed to upgrade them. So we got together and, and started talking about what could it look like for FGCU. And then as we got momentum, I did small things like I carried around that three-part leave slip. That was, if you want to say, our champion for the project because it was easy to relate to. And I would tell a story of this is how we do it now. We use this slip, but what if you woke up a particular morning, you weren't feeling good, and you just rolled over, picked up your phone, and could ask for a day off? and not have to call your boss or do what we're doing now. You could put it into Workday, request a day off, and your boss saw it and, re- and replied back. So we, we, we really had to get people to see what a change and imagine what a change would look like because they were so used to what we had here. Right. No, I love how you painted a picture of the future. And it's funny because a lot of CIOs who have been part of successful change management programs and deployments, that comes up a surprising amount, like being able to tell a story and paint a picture, which I find really interesting. Yeah, I think it's so hard to imagine when you're knee deep into how your life is to imagine how it can 
be improved. And those stories are, are keys to the success. Yeah, it's funny. My dad always used to tell me the hardest thing to see is what's right in front of you, which I find pretty interesting and pretty Actually, true. Yes. <laughs> and then after painting that picture, how did you start? How did you get that alignment across finance, HR, and IT when it came to implementing these new technologies? Because you know, some of the primary research that we've sponsored shows that kind of changing culture is hard. Like I said, they had the controller. I was surprised it was a controller because you would think finance and accounting, you know, they'd be the most cautious. And she is, she was a very cautious person, but she did a lot of research. She kept talking to her counterparts. So that was one. Uh, we reported to the same boss and slowly but surely we started telling different stories, understanding how maybe we're not using our systems to the best. Maybe all of this paper, telling them how many paper travel forms, I think it was 2,500 travel forms a year were paper about 24,000 purchase orders were created each year in paper. So really just kind of building a story and getting it out there and, and focusing on different areas. Turn, I'd say turning our boss, letting him see it, and then working the different people around the university. I used the example of the Flintstones car and, and the, the pedal power of a Flintstones car and that we were in that car and we really needed to go to the, to the other cartoon um, of the Jetsons car. And, and I really felt that that's where we were. Some of it was self-imposed that we weren't adopting new technology. And some of it was the current system where we were on that it had its limitations. But either way, those limitations were hindering the university from going digital. The other part to that is you can't just start adding on functionality on top of an ERP that's behind the times. And I kept saying, you start with a foundation. If we started with our foundation and changed out our foundation or our ERP system, then we can start building the rest of it, adding on rooms or, or tweaking rooms or redecorating. <laughs> but we really had to start with our foundation, get us up to date on technology, change the way we look at things, and then we can um, add on more features as we go. Right. At this point in your digital transformation journey, what kind of benefits are you seeing? We went live mid-pandemic in, in July of 2020. And as that was all happening, I, I kept thinking, good Lord, I wish we would have had Workday in place <laughs> because we can work remotely. The benefits of working remotely, a, a silly thing as small as having the organizational chart in front of everybody when you have never, never had that before. The punch outs in procurement. Procurement was a totally manual process. When I say it's all paper based, quotes um, were attached to a, a printed, attached to a paper requisition. And that was, we kept the mailroom in business because all of that got sent internally through our mailroom to purchasing. They entered all the information into our system and uh, a PO was sent, like I said, in several copies. So all of that is now electronic and above and beyond that, the punch outs, um, which are, we took our vendors who we do the most with like office supplies or technology vendors and linked up to their web pages. So when you go to buy those items, it brings you straight to the vendor's website. You order what you want and a, and a PO is placed. Even purchasing doesn't need to be involved. So that's, those are huge improvements in the university. 
it has sparked, <laughs> good or bad, a whole idea of people all over the university are now thinking I can get rid of every piece of paper on campus, <laughs> which is a little bit of a challenge, but I would say it awoke the university up to thinking, well, wait a minute, we don't have to have this in paper anymore. So it's really sparked a, a lot of change throughout the university. And there's so many benefits. Those are the ones that come to mind first. Although hindsight is 2020, but that you were able to deploy in the middle of the pandemic, and those were still relatively early days, July of 2020, you said, what was that experience like? Oh, wow. Yeah, it was scary at times. I remember the day that it hit me that we had a training plan and we were going to do in-person training and hand out training materials. And the day I found out we couldn't do that and doing that shift, um, I felt like I was going to have a heart attack that day because I'm like, there's no way this will not work. Um, But it did all work. And um, maybe because people were going through so much change at the time that this change in the ERP system was just one of many, you know, so that could have helped. And maybe people were more tolerant. I'm not sure, less tolerant. You could go either way. But it was definitely a challenge. It was a challenge to keep people on the project team focused in with all the disruption that was going on in the, in the world during that time. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was interesting. I think it, it worked, but there was also some huge benefits um, because we had restrictions on travel. We were all ready to go with travel and we've used it very little. And, and so now we're really ramping up our, our travel implementation. Again, it's been there, but we're kind of just retraining people. So it was a it was a challenge. If I had to pick, I'd never implement during a pandemic. But <laughs> but I think there's some positives that came out of it. Yeah, and you know something else that we've been hearing and finding in our research is just the CIO is more valued than ever. I mean, do you think that's true in higher education institutions as well because of some of this forced digitization. I'm just curious how you think the CIO role has changed in higher ed because of the pandemic and because of just all the changes we're all going through. Yeah, you're right. CIOs, I always say when, I like it when people really don't know my name because they know my name when things are going wrong, (laughs) but there's no hiding. Everybody needs our help and you know, I had my boss say that to me a couple months ago, you know, that everyone needs IT and, and, and the struggle right now is to keep juggling everything and keeping everyone happy. Um, so I, I agree with you, the CIO is needed, technology is needed and relied on now um, more than ever. And then while keeping whatever balls up in the air, looking into the crystal ball, what's kind of next for FGCU on its transformation journey? I mean, where do you see the institution in five years? Well. We have a lot coming up. If you just look at our finishing out our ERP transformation, we are now looking at our our student system. We're nine months into planning and and changing out our student system. It's a shifting model right now. We're learning how to be more agile. We got a system for HR finance that that is very agile and and, agile. we're constantly making changes and we got to get better at communicating the changes, you know, so there's some stuff going on there. We have to really work on putting data in the hands of our users and having less people rely on IT, you know, so, so getting data in the hands of the users, getting them more into self-service type opportunities. 
that's the focus. And I think where IT has to shift. We want to be behind the scenes and we got to make sure that our systems support that. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Now, what sort of advice would you give to other IT leaders, especially in higher education, who are looking to move to the cloud? Well, I would say, and if you're not in the cloud, before this implementation, we you could kind of say we were cloud. We owned our system, but it was hosted by a sister a university here in Florida. So that transition, there's a lot of, I think, underlying changes you have to make uh, along with it, the, the feature adoption and keeping up to it and transitioning our staff to really keeping up, understanding what the changes are and, and making plans. We're still working on that. So really concentrate on how you're going to support this new environment of constant change afterward. Coming into the project, we got a lot of help from our implementer and for change management and help. Uh, we created a change ambassador network. Before that, we never really used. We we didn't really have a big need for them, but with the type of changes and how rapidly we're rolling them out now, we have a person almost from every department on campus. It's usually the office person, what we call the experts on systems, and it's the go-to person in the department when you need to get something done. And our goal, and it's still our goal, is these are the experts in how to make things happen at the university. They're a key in this because we need them to still be the experts no matter what we change out. So they're relied on and we need to keep them relied on. So building a network and people who are your change champions um, and change management, I think is a key. And uh, and, uh, I think also a key, and it's a wonderful, um, I love higher education um, in that people share. I've been talking to a lot of other CIOs through different groups I'm with, through people contacting me and, or them uh, me asking others, do you know anybody who did this? And, and the other CIOs are, uh, all over the, the country have been so helpful. You can call, I can call someone up and say, I need help with this. And, and I'm surprised uh, you know, how much, how helpful we are. So talking to other CIOs who are ahead of where you are in, in your transformation, that's been very helpful and still helpful. And even as I talk to people who are asking for my help, maybe a little bit behind in the transition um, for me every time I talk to somebody I learn more you know about where they are where they're doing and it's helpful to me Mary thanks so much for joining me today listeners if you'd like to hear more workday podcasts please subscribe on your favorite platform 